0: Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 103.1 FM, 910, 980, 1300 AM, or anywhere on iOdyssey app. It's 408 here at the station. Um, 80, 81 degrees with sun and clouds outside. There is some rain up in my area. I just checked my ring doorbell cam and it was rain on my deck. So it's raining up in northern Lackawanna County with some clouds coming through. You know, everybody knows. That, you know, when you think of patriotism, you think of United States Marines. Uh, And everyone knows that if you want to get the job done right, you send in a United States Marine. And that's exactly what the town of Slippery Rock did when they hired and elected Mayor John David Longo. Mayor, I appreciate you joining the Rob O'Donnell Show.
1: Rob, thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here with you.
0: No problem. So I posted on my social media what you guys did up there, but... I I love the way you put it, so I'm going to let you tell the the people in northeastern Pennsylvania what you guys did out in Western PA to celebrate our our Independence Day.
1: Thanks, Rob. Glad to talk about it. Very excited to share with everybody, too. Uh, Slippery Rock, Pennsylvania, and Western Pennsylvania in particular, is a very patriotic uh, community, and so uh, we took it upon ourselves to make a a big, beautiful patriotic tribute uh, in in honor of our, our flag and our nation, Uh, on the heels of Independence Day to erect a 150-foot flagpole on a hill that's almost 1,400 feet above sea level to host a 40-by-80-foot American flag. And let me tell you, Rob, this thing uh, just flies uh, over the horizon. You can see it for about 10 square miles all around. I have friends and and, uh, neighbors from Grove City, Harrisville, uh, and neighboring communities to us, and, and even they are getting to enjoy the sight of this thing.
0: Unbelievable. Great, great work out there. Thank you, Rob. Now, uh, you you partnered up with uh, one of the organizations, the vet organizations in your area as well?
1: I did. I did. So VFW Post 6231 and American Legion Post 393 kind of took the uh, lead on facilitating uh, the fundraising uh, for this project. Uh, It was proposed um, almost two years ago uh, about the time of Independence Day. At the time uh, in the midst of uh, the uh, COVID debacle that we all found ourselves in and uh, I was sitting with the local business owner, Matt Tavasic of Ginger Hill Tavern. Uh, We were looking out over the horizon and just thinking about you know what kind of things uh, would we like to see whenever it comes to patriotic celebrations uh, in our community and uh, I remembered back to my days in Beaver, Pennsylvania, my hometown uh, where I got to enjoy Uh, the site of a a 30 by 60 flag on a 120 foot flagpole that was put there in 2001 uh, by an organization called uh, Flags Across America. And I said, wouldn't that be cool or something? And he said, let's get started right now. And we did. I mean, we got started that evening, uh, started making phone calls to business owners and and members of the community. And before you know it, uh, we had a full blown plan to get this thing done. And and, uh, we just unveiled it last Saturday. Very proud of it.
0: Yeah, and there's a great video up there. I shared it on my social media for anyone who wants to go check it out. Uh, tell us about the day events where you you unfurled this flag and, and rose it for the first time.
1: Sure. Um, so, unfortunately, a little bit of inclement weather uh, kind of came out of the blue, but that didn't stop. Um, over 200 people, almost 250 actually by my count, uh, showed up at Sibrock Area Parks and Recreation to come and watch the unfurling of and the raising of that 40 by 80 American flag and it was just such a um, it was such a beautiful occasion rob and i'll tell you what was incredible about this when a little bit of rain and some thunder started coming in overhead uh, i decided to cut the program a little bit short uh, for safety reasons you know i had heard that there were some lightning strikes that were within 10 miles of us and so i I just asked everybody politely to please uh, disperse and and we went forward with flying the flag Um, but not a soul moved not one soul moved whenever the rain started coming uh, and there was a little bit of thunder overhead. Nobody moved. Everybody wanted to to sit there and watch this thing go up and And you saw folks standing at attention and saluting the flag and ha- holding their hands over their hearts. and And um, I can't describe it to you uh, in, in a great way because only the sight uh, of that occasion itself would really do it justice. It was just it was a reminder that there are people in our community and communities across America uh, that do care. Um, They they do want to honor the flag. They do love our nation. Uh, They do have respect uh, for the things that we hold sacred as Americans, and and that was really heartwarming uh, to see that display of of, uh, support.
0: Yeah, I I said in one of my social media posts when I shared the video of of this event, you know, the greatness of America is all around us. Get off your phone, stop listening to the narrative-driven media, and live it. And you guys absolutely did. I get goosebumps just listening to you describe it, and uh, they wanted to be a part of it. That's why they wouldn't leave. That's why they wouldn't leave. They wanted to be a part of it. And that, that's, that's, that's one of the greatness in America when it comes to, you know, honoring and respecting our nation.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and if you don't mind, I'd like to just uh, caveat what I said uh, with one more thing, because uh, there have been some folks, if you can believe it, I mean, I, I can't even believe that I'm saying it. But then again, in this day and age, I'm not surprised by anything. There are some folks around us who um, have expressed some discontentment or annoyance with the flag going so far as to say that it would be an eyesore or that it was dumb uh, and we could be spending our time and money and resources on things that were better. And, uh, you know, my answer uh, to them, and I want to say it on your show right now, um, the reason behind it, right, is twofold. One, there are patriotic people in this community and, and the patriotic folks uh, make up the very foundation and the fabric of our society. And so we need to do well to make sure that they're being heard in a day and time when the, vocal minority of people who hate this country and want to cause trouble for the United States and anybody who uh, shows any kind of uh, respect um, to it and to our flag in uh, a day and age when when they're getting so much time on radio and on television, it's up to us. It's our duty as American citizens and as patriots to remind them that we're still, we're still here and we're not going anywhere. So that's one. Two, I was really troubled um, to see not just with my own eyes and my own experiences uh, as somebody who You know, has gone through higher education and as an educator myself to hear young people uh, talk about how indifferent they were to the flag or even going so far as to say that they felt shame or embarrassment whenever they saw the American flag. But I also came across a a survey or a study that was done that was really quite troubling. Um, And that was a study that was conducted by Real Clear Opinion Research. Um, And that was done in 2022. Um, More than 30% of the parents who participated in that survey said that their children are indifferent to the United States flag whenever they see it, if you can believe it. And, and what's the most profound piece of that survey was the posing of the question, what emotions do you believe your children feel when they see the American flag? And 6% of their children said they felt shame or disgust. Now, the number was much higher, and it rises to 53% amongst younger parents aged 18 to 24 uh, whenever you ask them what their sentiments. Are about the flag, and, and guess what? It's those parents that are passing those kinds of feelings on to their children, and teaching them to feel indifference, and shame, and disgust whenever they see our flag. That flag here in Slippery Rock, Pennsylvania, is a reminder to everyone of the beauty of old glory and the lofty ideals for which she stands, and what we hold so sacred as Americans.
0: Well said. Well said, Mayor Longo. Um it's just incredible. I, I played uh I we had a live scrantastic spectacular here that, that I broadcasted live from in our downtown Scranton area. And I, I started off the show by uh playing John F. Kennedy, our former president, narrating the Declaration of Independence. And people found some of the words in our Declaration of Independence offensive when I broadcasted them over our, our airways. Are we truly at a point where you need to censor our declaration of independence? And and that was my point after that. I, I said at first you know, I, I tried to explain, you know, what uh, what I played it would, that it was John F. Kennedy, a, a, a president, a great president of America, narrating the Declaration of Independence, and and then I, I I caught myself and I said I refuse to censor. Where are we truly at a point in in time where we gonna where we're gonna censor our Declaration of Independence? And I said, I'm sorry, not on my show, not not today or any day. And, and so I, I I take to heart exactly what you're saying that there is a small handful of people out there that that you know, are probably, you know, going to protest this as long as they exist. And and it's just, you know what, that flag represents the freedom for them to do that, the freedom that, that you and I both fought for, for them to have that point of view. And, and that's what they need to understand and appreciate.
1: Absolutely. And I commend you, Rob, uh, because that's uh, what we need to start doing, especially today in 2023 and moving forward, folks like you and I, and our family and our friends and, and, and our children, um, you know, and fellow patriots, anybody who has any, any, uh, even an iota of respect for our nation need to draw that line in the sand and say, absolutely not. Not on my watch, not as long as I have breath, not on my show, you, you will not be given uh, an opportunity to make that the, the mainstream uh, message that, that, our, that our flag and that our nation, our constitution, the declaration of independence and its words are offensive, uh, because as far as I'm concerned, What's most offensive is the uh, people that are out there that are trying to claw at and take down and dismantle and unthread all of those things. And, and uh, that's what's really most offensive, Rob.
0: Yeah, no, no doubt. Now, have you taken a survey around it? Have you looked into it? Is is this the largest flag in Western Pennsylvania right now?
1: So according to my research uh, and the research of some of my colleagues, if we're correct, uh, that 40 by 80 foot American flag flying on a 150-foot pole on top of a hill that's nearly 1,400 feet above sea level will make it the largest flying and highest flying flag in about a 130 square mile radius. Now, that takes us nearly all the way out to Worcester. And don't get me wrong, I know that there are some larger flags that are uh, hanging inside of facilities, but, but again, this is the largest flying and highest flying flag, according to our research.
0: Great, great. And, uh, you know, what are some things to do in Slippery Rock if people want to, from Pennsylvania, if people from here want to take a trip out there and, and, and see this flag? You know, what's, where is it is located? Is it, it's located in a park?
1: It is located in a park. We have Slippery Rock Area Parks and Recreation. It's smack dab in the middle of town. Um, it's over 70 acres of green space. There is a uh, brand-new disc golf course for you to enjoy there, and if you're a disc golf enthusiast, they also have some uh, world-renowned disc golf courses uh, right next door at Slipper Rock University and at Moraine State Park. Now, if you're a nature enthusiast, uh, we are finding ourselves right here smack dab in the middle of western Pennsylvania. Um, So lots of beautiful land, lots of parks uh, to go. You have the Jennings Environmental Center. Of course, again, you have Moraine. Uh, You have the North Country Trail to go to. And if you are uh, a microbrewery enthusiast, we have uh, one of, if not uh, the most original microbreweries in western Pennsylvania, North Country Brewing Company right in downtown, uh, right next door to us. You have big rail brewing company, recon brewing, uh, and a brand new distillery that just opened up in town called steel mill. So lots of good stuff to do. And um, that's just what we're talking about right now. When school's in session, lots of activity and lots of uh, vibrant life for folks to enjoy. I love to say that slip rock is perfect because we're located at the crossroads of I-79 and I-80. So you can really get to it very, very easily. Um, It's a perfect place to come and play and work and settle down. If you want to have kids, get an education at Slippery Rock University or right next door at at Grove City College, uh, Butler County Community College. We really have all these things working for us, so plenty of good things to do.
0: Outstanding. I'll I'll, I'll make you a promise now. The next time I'm out visiting my daughter in Clarion University, I'm going to swing by. We're going to take a picture together up by that (laughs) flagpole, and then we can take a tour of the breweries you just described because it sounded outstanding to me.
1: That sounds like a heck of a day, Rob. I'm really looking forward to it, sir. All
0: right. If my listeners want to follow you and what's going on out there in Slippery Rock and and just the things you're doing out there, where can they follow you?
1: Sure. Sure. Uh, They can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Truth Social. Uh, Please follow me. If you just type in Mayor Longo, that's L-O-N-G-O, Lima Oscar, November Golf Oscar, would love to connect with you and uh, get you uh, in touch with uh, all of the great things that are going on here in Slippery Rock and the surrounding area
0: outstanding work out there mayor and i look forward to seeing you shortly
1: rob thanks so much for having me on the show sir
0: not a problem take care my friend
1: take care bye bye
0: great things great patriotism out there in our pennsylvania towns and if you're out there you know it sounds like a great place to get a picture with that 150 foot flagpole 40 by 80 american flag on top of a 1400 foot mountain Sounds like an outstanding photo opportunity if you're out there. And any of the listeners, if you're out there, take a picture and send it to me. Share it to me on social media, and uh, you know we'll put it out there. It's, uh, I- I'm looking forward to going out there myself and seeing it firsthand. It's 421 here at W.I.L.K., time for traffic and weather. And there's your tra- – well, I can't even remember
2: who I am or what I'm doing here. Jeez. <laughs> Can you please tell me it's a Monday, Rob? It's, it's only Monday. Oh, my God. This data Internet traffic update, we have a jam on Wilkesbury Township Boulevard, Route 309. There was an accident right near Blackman Street, so that's causing things to back up to East Northampton Street. As you're coming down 81 southbound in that area, things are slowing up a bit because it is uh, getting backed up onto the uh, exit as well. So just use caution in that area, 81 southbound by Blackman Street. Things will be back you're slowing down just a little as people hop off that exit and that exit backs up. We have uh, you dipping below the the speed limit 81 northbound at Waverly due to construction. Also 81 northbound at New Milford. That area is crawling through road work and out on 80 West, kind of a mess with the construction going on in the Bloomsburg area. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, W I L K Traffic.
0: Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from meteorologist Jeremy Luan. Tonight, partly cloudy, low 60. Tomorrow, sunny, low humidity, high 86. Wednesday, partly sunny, scattered showers return late, high 90. Thursday, Friday, and into the weekend, it looks like a pattern of scattered showers, thunderstorms, humidity returns. Highs uh, 85 to the 90s. It's 81 degrees and partly sunny here at 423 at your official weather station, W-I-L-K. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell show on WILK News Radio. It's 4:27, 81 degrees and partly sunny here at the station. I got a text message asking me if there was a is the flag on a website. If you go to my Facebook page Rob O'Donnell on Facebook, you can see I shared the 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 video of the dedication of this flag and the events that they had that day. Also, if you go to my Twitter account, you can see the dedication there where I shared the mayor's post himself. You could follow the mayor and see what's going on out there. It's truly outstanding. They had the the VFW and the American Legion members carrying the flag, uh, this huge uh, 40 by 80 flag, to the pole itself and held it off the ground while it was being lifted up. They had bagpipers. They had buglers. They had kids, everything going on there. The crowd was there, like he said. Uh, it, it truly looks like a great American event from a great American city, and, and that's what we need more of. That's what we need to promote more of in our country. These things are going on. The patriots that are out there, the silent majority shall remain silent no more. We need to stand up for our nation. We need to stand up for our values, for, for the respect for our flag, for our national anthem, for everything else that's around being a true American. That doesn't mean, and like I said, I, I've spent my life defending those who who want to protest and want to say the things that they say. They're allowed to say that because of that flag. They're allowed to say those things because of our Constitution, because of the Declaration of Independence, and they need not forget that. Uh, they're just not out there doing things because they want to do them. The very thing they're protesting is what allows them to do that, and uh, you know we need to to. Uh, To make that point extremely clear, Um, it's on I'm watching it on Fox News now. They're talking about upstate New York right over our border in Orange County. And. uh, It looks like Ontario County Sunday night got literally devastated towns, entire towns were overwhelmed with floodwaters within minutes, moving houses off foundations, collapsing roadways, dozens of cars, pushing them down the street and pinning them. There are a few. There's at least one death, but the governor says there are more. But I haven't seen any more um, posted as of yet. Hopefully, there's not. But if you're if you've seen the pictures of what went on there, I know some of the areas here in Pennsylvania we had a, we had a seven inches of rain here. Um, you know, thankfully our are areas that are usually prone to flooding i didn't see any really major issues you know around here in northeast pennsylvania not saying there weren't any it just wasn't a major um, incident like we've had in the past here but it looks like that was saved for our our neighbors to the to the east of us who really truly got devastated i've i talked to a couple of friends who asked me how I was doing, and I figured, yeah, we had heavy lightning in that. The rain wasn't too bad. I live on top of a mountain, so flooding really isn't an issue for me up where I am. Um, but I know when the valleys are, uh, you know, German Mayfield, the, the typical areas that have flooding issues. But, uh, you know, my friends have five, six, seven inches of water in their basements, some of them, and they're not even the areas that were truly devastated. Those are just places with heavy rain. But you know looking at the pictures um I'm looking right now at the New York post is one dead as heavy storms cause chaos on the roads in Hudson Valley, leaving a driver stranded uh, the pictures are just unbelievable, like I said, moving entire large houses off their foundation, debris and trees pinned up against houses, you know people you know being brought to higher ground to to as a staging area as they're trying to get out um it, it truly you know, t- entire highways. You just wiped out. You know, I'm looking at a four lane road through through an area there where three of the lanes are just gone. The asphalt's gone. The under pack is gone. It's just a cliff. You know where the where the remaining of the one lane is is there, and uh, you know truly looks like they they got it. And like I said, if seven inches fell here, you know if that intensified by the time it got to them, it's uh, truly devastating for what happened to them. And our hearts and prayers go out to. Those right over our border in New York, in Orange, and Ontario County. It's Rob O'Donnell here on the w- on WILK News Radio. We'll be back with the show right after this. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 436, the point in the show where we uh, honor our heroes across America who serve our cities uh, in our law enforcement capacity. On this day, uh, 66, 68 police officers made the ultimate sacrifice on this day throughout history. Two of them from here in Pennsylvania, and I'm going to talk about a special note after that. Chief of Police Elmer Rittner Hollenbach, Newville Borough Police Department, Pennsylvania. End of watch was Thursday, July 10th, 1941. Chief of Police Elmer Hollenbach suffered a heart attack while arresting three juveniles who had broken into a warehouse. He was transporting the three boys to a police station when he became ill and unable to drive further. Several passerbys took him to a nearby doctor's office where he collapsed and was pronounced dead several minutes later. We have uh, railroad detective Barry John Butcher, Pennsylvania Railroad Police Department, July 10th, 1920. Detective Butcher was killed when a railroad car he was riding on the back of was struck by a second railroad car in the Pennsylvania Railroad Yard's on its way to Columbus, Ohio. He previously served as a sheriff's deputy for 20 years before joining the Pennsylvania Railroad Police Department. And uh, I want to give special condolences to uh, one of our local heroes. Um, Deputy Bull, Lackawanna County canine, passes away due to an unexpected uh, medical issue. Uh, according to Sheriff Mark Andrews, Deputy K-9 Bull recently passed away unexpectedly due to a medical issue. Um, Bull worked for the Lackawanna County, worked for us here for seven years as our, one of our K-9 units. Uh, so our our thoughts and prayers go out to uh, the handler of uh, Deputy Bull, K-9, and, and the Lackawanna County Sheriff's Office as a whole. You know, it's a loss for them. They interacted with deputy bull, canine bull, uh, on a daily basis. Um, you know, animals are something special in our lives, and that's no different from our police animals. Uh, and, and we have plenty in our area. The Lackawanna County Sheriff's uh, former uh, mounted unit is still up in the uh, Merle sonorski Park area. If you're ever up there and see them, make sure you stop and say hello and get some pictures with them um, because they're still doing what they do, um, which is... You know assisting our community patrolling our communities and doing things and people don't really uh realize the 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 asset that uh something like a canine unit is our uh, mounted units uh, I know New York City you know our mounted unit in New York City was one of our biggest and best crowd control assets that we ever had i uh, I could tell you stories about riots and crowd control situations i've been in and those mounted unit, those those mounted officers were lifesavers. Uh, they're not used properly anymore. The mounted unit in New York City is used more as a tourist attraction to take pictures with and to see the the horsies in, in Times Square area. They're really not used for the purposes they should be used for and that they were trained to be used for anymore. In the 2020 riots we had all through New York City, the mounted unit was never activated as their primary mission, which is crowd control. And... Uh, Like I said, I've been in situations where I was shoulder to shoulder with officers on a a line during crowd control or riots. And when that crowd gets out of hand, I couldn't see the officers on either side of me. And you look around, you have your helmet on, you have your baton, you have a shield, you have whatever you have. And you just think that this crowd could take me anytime they want because there were literally hundreds of officers a few seconds ago and I was shoulder to shoulder with them. Sometimes arms locked, and they're just gone. You don't see them anymore. That's how these crowd control situations get out of hand. And all you remember is that mounted unit coming sideways over you, and either the mounted officer on the horse would tap you on the helmet with his nightstick or whistle, and you'd see him come, and, and you were trained to duck below, and he was trained to go over you with, with the legs on either side of you, so basically you came under the horse's belly as he pushed sideways, and he would push that crowd back 10 feet. And then you'd stand up. You'd see the officers again next to you because they would do this in a line of 20 officers, 20 horses, and push that crowd back to where the officers can gain control, get their ground back, line back up, and push forward. And then the horses would circle around you and get back behind you. And then you'd go against the crowd again, and they'd come back in sideways sweeping, push that crowd back, knock them off. They'd pick out people who were agitators who were really, you know, either assaulting officers, assaulting people, or, or you know, agitating the crowd. And they would continue this till you got the crowd under control. So the assets, something like a, a, a deputy bull, our nine from Lackawanna County who we unexpectedly lost to a medical issue, they provide uh, an asset to our communities that you, that you couldn't begin to understand. I know you see them all the time. You appreciate them. They're animals. They're, they're police animals, but uh, the job they truly do day in and day out is a service to our community. It's 442 here at WILK. It's time for traffic and weather again.
2: And thanks, Rob. This traffic update, this Pentella data internet traffic update is brought to you by SC Johnson STEM. We have some slowing on 81 northbound, of course, from Waverly to the Hartford area due to road work. 81 southbound is dipping below the speed limit, Highland Park Boulevard to Blackman Street. We also have Wooksbury Boulevard, Scott Street to the Cross Valley on ramp. That is bumper to bumper, slow go on 6 West Casey Highway in the Archibald area. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570 883 7269. Nikki Stone, W I L K Traffic.
0: Thank you, Nikki. It's time for the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from meteorologist Jeremy Luan. Tonight, partly cloudy, low 60. Tomorrow, sunny, low humidity, high 86. Wednesday, partly sunny, scattered showers return late, high 90. Thursday, Friday, and into the weekend, a pattern of scattered showers, thunderstorms, and humidity returns. Highs 85 to 90. It's currently. Let me see what it's currently. 80 82 degrees and partly sunny here at the station at Pittston at 443, your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell show on WILK News Radio. It's 447, 82 degrees with uh, partly sunny out here at the station. Looks like Mike from Plains is fired up. He says, Rob, it's Mike from Plains. These people disrespecting our flag is disgusting. They don't know how good they have it here that they can openly say how they feel, not so in most countries. You talk bad about their flag or government, you will either be arrested or executed. That's no lie. So the next time they feel like spouting off, think about that. Better yet, you don't like it here, get the hell out to another country Any other country would deport them, no questions asked. Please read this on the air if you could, Rob. Thanks. Well, there you go, Mike. I read it. Um, I hear what you're saying. I Our country has some things, some freedoms that you, we don't necessarily like or agree with. Um, you know, I agree with the fact they have the right to say those things. It, it burns my, it boils my blood. It it, it burns me. You know, every time I, I see, I hear the national anthem played, you know, especially when I'm down at, at Navy Marine Corps Stadium, watching a Navy game, and you have that flyover. If you don't get goosebumps, if your eyes don't well up every time you hear the National Anthem, you're doing America wrong because it's truly the most beautiful country in the world. And I've seen the worst and the best of this nation, and I choose to fight for the best. So, uh, you know, that's 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 what we have there. Um, have you guys been following this Michael Burham manhunt? This guy escaped from a uh, Pennsylvania prison. Uh, there was just some updates on this, that they believe he's getting uh, helped. Someone's helping the armed and dangerous escaped fugitive. The Pennsylvania State Police say they believe fugitive escapee Michael Burham is receiving outside assistance in the interstate manhunt that began Thursday night as he slipped out of a Warren County jail and was believed to have run into the forests along the border of Pennsylvania and New York. Burham, an Army veteran with survivalist and firearms training, was being held on kidnapping and related charges and is also suspected of a murder and rape in New York in an interstate crime spree that ended in his arrest in South Carolina after a previous manhunt in May. He made his way through the jail's gym to the rooftop Thursday night where he was able to climb down with a rope made from bed sheets, according to authorities. He then snuck off. In a denim jacket and jail-issued orange jumpsuit, striped jumpsuit, matching Crocs, at around 11.20 p.m. Say he may have changed his clothes along the way. Uh, more than 150 officers from state, local, and federal agencies are looking for him. He's believed to be armed and dangerous, but they believe uh, we do believe that he's getting some assistance. Pennsylvania State Police Lieutenant Colonel George Bivens revealed during remarks Monday afternoon, we are prepared to prosecute anyone. Who does offer him assistance? He should be considered armed and dangerous," Bivin said, and authorities believe he's still in the Warren County or one of its surrounding areas. So, if you're not familiar with this uh, this incident going on, uh, you should be, because uh, there's an armed and dangerous man, um, you know, around our area. I'm saying. Uh, Police have been on his trail since early Friday and previously told news that they'd uncover a series of possible campsites in the area and did not believe the suspect had traveled far. Police have also investigated several burglaries and break-ins in the surrounding area, including an incident in which uh, a Western New York couple's dog was found dead and clothes were stolen from their home. But Bivens said police had not found a direct association with any of the incidents and the the criminals' movements, And I think it's odd, and it leads that even though there's no direct who breaks into a house, kills the family dog, and just steals clothes. Um, so it, you know it's something that there have to be looked at. But if if you're not familiar with it, and again, they just uh, updated the case just you know about an hour ago, stating that uh, someone is helping this armed and dangerous fugitive. So it's something to be aware of for our area, especially if he's still in our area, and if you. Uh, if you're looking for more information on that, just look up Michael Burham, B-U-R-H-A-M, and I'm sure you'll see, uh, you know, see all the issues. You see a picture. There's a picture on him. Matter of fact, I'm going to share that to my social media so you could see it now, and uh, you know, so you have the area, if you're in our listing area. Uh, so if you come across this individual, you can call 911. But also be aware that he's an escapee in our area, and law enforcement is on his trail. It's four. 52 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell show in a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell show on WILK News Radio. It's 4:55, 82 degrees and partly sunny outside. Uh, I got a texter texting into the station saying they're not happy with the conditions of Nayog Park and saying it's pretty dilapidated, um, overgrown, not taken care of, and things are loose. uh, And says that the the Parks Department and the mayor should be ashamed. Said it's a disgrace. The only nice park is the Rose Garden that is taken care of by volunteers. Again, shame on the Parks Department and the mayor. Um, I haven't been big to New York Park in a while. It's a shame if they are letting it go, and hopefully they're not. Uh, Pennsylvania is reopening the Low Income Household Water Assistance Program. It's the LIHWAP. To help residents maintain access to drinking and wastewater services, the application process opened up today. Um, Under it, eligible households can receive a crisis grant for drinking water services or wastewater service up to $2,500 each. Crisis situation can include past due water bills, termination of utility services, or having uh, received notice That service will be shut off within the next 60 days. Receiving utility assistance through another program does not prevent a household from receiving assistance through this program if the applicant meets eligibility criteria. If a household has previously received one of these uh, water type grants, they cannot receive another. If your uh, applications for this can be submitted at DHS.PA.GOV slash COMPASS. So it's DHS.PA.GOV slash COMPASS. C O M P A S S. It doesn't say what the criteria is here. Households may qualify if they rent or own their home, have an overdue water or wastewater bill that they are responsible to pay. And if the household is within in income limit for the household size, grants are usually issued direct to water service providers, and families must meet the income requirement. So there's obviously an income requirement that is by based on the size of your family, how many children, how many people are there. Um, and I gave you the, uh, the website to see if you acquire for that. Um, you can also apply for assistance by calling the customer service at 1 877 395 eight nine three zero and uh ask them about the uh lihwap plan that's the uh low income household water assistance program and um you see if you qualify for the help if you have overdue water bills or sewer bills and you think you meet the in- some income requirements it's uh definitely worth looking into they're there for a while um Hey Rob, maybe they could help uh two in Scranton the sewer bill is up 72%. I cannot believe they got away with it. Uh Is it? Is the is the sewer bill's up 72% in Scranton? That's crazy if it is. And again, you know they it's such a beautiful area and we need to stop pricing people out of that area, our area, our homes here. Uh, but if the Scranton sewer bill is up 72%, that's crazy. Thankfully, uh, I don't deal with that. I have my own septic and uh, well water. But again, when that goes down, it's very costly to uh, replace, maintain, and uh, fix. And that's just the cost of you know, being a homeowner. It's almost 5 o'clock here. Two hours down on the Rob O'Donnell Show on this Monday. We're getting through it. Another hour left. We'll see you back in a minute.